Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I mean, you guys are the best team in Chicago. Everybody knows that. We all know that the afternoon show is not afraid of anything, really. Yeah. But Afternoons on the score. Bill says it every year during training camp. He doesn't care who you are, where you're from, how much money you make, what your contract says. If you can help this organization win football games, then you'll be here. There is no ceiling put on someone when they get here, they create their own. That is Rob Ninkovich, longtime Patriot under Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in the Patriot way. And we're trying to figure out Ryan Poles, and we think we're getting a pretty good read on him. He's He talks a little bit more than most general managers. I'd say an above average amount. He's a little bit more of a straight shooter than most general managers. And as always, you can judge these guys by their actions. And we're starting to put together multiple drafts, multiple in-season trades, multiple coaching hiring cycles, free agency, that sort of thing. And we're getting a little bit of a read on, I think, what we have here. In Ryan Poles. I think that's true because I think a lot of people say stuff on the front end that sounds great and inspiring and it's always different from what the last guy had shown you. So we kind of fall in love with some of that. But some of the things that Poles talked about have proven to be things he still seems to care about. Yeah, like character. And obviously we've talked a ton about they, they've got to figure out if Caleb Williams has the stuff bucket to the level that Justin Fields has it, right? And that's the thing that we're going to try to do, but that we don't know. But before we do any of that, listen to how Tom Brady on the McAfee show talks about the Patriot way and if this is something that you could see Ryan Poles trying to do. I've never used that term in my entire life. I think when people say it, I'm always like, what's the Patriot way? It sounds like the title of a book. Um, I think what we tried to do was we tried to do things the right way. I think we tried to practice the right way and prepare the right way. What happened on game day was ultimately a reflection of what we practiced. And I thought we had great leadership from our coaches and it filtered down to the guys who really drove the culture. We had so many guys that I played with over the course of a lot of years that, you know, really understood that, okay, I'm going to care about my teammates and I'm going to care about helping the team win. And whatever personal agenda you had, individual success and individual awards, I don't want to make those insignificant, but they weren't as significant as what we were trying to accomplish as a team. And I think being a real selfless player and understanding that if the ball didn't come your way as a receiver and it went somewhere else, that was a great thing for the team. 
as opposed to a lot of times, you know, if it doesn't go to you or if you don't make the tackle, I mean, you get frustrated that you don't feel like you're a part of it. To me, it was always when we'd score touchdowns, we'd celebrate with the O-line because without them, we didn't have anything. We didn't have, we, I didn't have time to throw the ball. We didn't have holes that we could open up in the O-line for our backs to get through. We didn't have, you know, when we had tight end like Gronk at the point of attack and early in my career, Dan Graham, one of the great blockers that I've ever seen. You know, we could run to the tight end and that tight end now could release up the seam and throw the ball for a big gain on, on third down. You can get to big targets in the red area. But again, it was all teamwork. It was the running backs blocking and pass protection so that the receivers could catch the ball. And then it was receivers blocking in the run game so we could spring our backs for long runs. Those were the things that I thought we celebrated a lot as a team that maybe aren't glorified on television, but those are the things I'd like to point out when I'm on Fox next year. It's that this is the ultimate team sport. This is, we're playing chess out there. We're not thinking about you know, necessarily where the ball is. I'm looking for things that are creating these opportunities for everybody to make plays, whether it's offense, defense, or in the kicking game. The coach was going to be hard on me. I was going to accept the difficult coaching because I needed to hear it. And again, it motivated me. And there was a lot of players on our team that would see me get coached hard and that they would say, okay, I got to step my game up because I don't want to get yelled at. Tom's getting yelled at. I don't want to get yelled at. Yeah. How do I up my game? And and I think that's what accountability looks like. And and you can't have your ego so big that, you know, any criticism is going to, you know, lessen your confidence. I hate selfish teammates. I don't like being around people that are self-serving and always trying to create their own self-serving narrative about who they are. I mean, look, you're going out there in the Super Bowl in two weeks. You're going to be tested. And if your coach tests you and your teammates test you, then you can go beat your competition. You know, if they're not testing you and you're waiting for game day to figure things out, you're at a disadvantage. That is team chemistry porn right there. <laughs> that is good vibes, team, teammateship um, porn. That that's that's amazing, and that's what we've always heard that Brady was about every step of the way. That guy who like coach me hard, go ahead. And yeah, hey, I mean, it's like the most famous Belichick Brady story, other than the cheating, is the that he would always pick a time to put up a video early in a season of Brady making a bad throw, making a misread, throwing a pick, and go a little extra hard on it. Mm-hmm. With it, so, so then all the new guys who hadn't seen it happen before would be like, whoa. You know what I mean? And this was yeah. this was five rings into their relationship. You know what I mean? This was something that he would do for multiple MVPs. And it was just a thing that he did to kind of set the tone that no, 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 nobody's beyond this sort of thing. Man, you, you know me and listeners know me. And, like, I've tried to talk about this kind of thing in terms of baseball, obviously, but really in terms of all sports. But I think about it in terms of bands or in terms of, like, communal creative products um, and projects. But, like, what Brady's talking about, I mean, that's like football is so dependent on that attitude to be played at its very best. Everybody has to work together. That's why he's not the only one who calls it the ultimate team sport. All of our experts that we talk yeah. to feel that way because it, it, the guy next to you has to do what he's going to do or else your job is not going to work. If and you are running the deep route that takes time to develop, but the offensive line sucks and the quarter get, quarterback gets sacked in a second and a half, yeah. then it doesn't matter if you 
on a double move, beat the safety. If the doesn't de- matter. If the defensive lineman in front of you isn't just allowing, is like swallowing up offensive linemen and being a double team, then you as the linebacker are not going to be free to run to the ball carrier. Right, because there's going to be a 300-pound guy blocking you. It's, it's like all that stuff, it has to happen that way. And when the quarterback believes that, football can be a beautiful, beautiful game. So where have we seen this? We've seen this in the drafting of Jaquan Brisker. Right, captain, nat, captain at Penn State, all the leadership qualities you could possibly want. Maybe being a little overdrafted for positional value. Right, fair to say. Box safety with the second ever pick of your general manager in the second round is not something that we would normally associate yeah, with that. Yeah. Char- character played a big role in the scouting of Jaquan Brisker. Absolutely. Like he was going to be one of those guys who was going to show everybody what they're about. And his bond with Eberflus is deep. And, and Paul said it at the time, like the, the, the way this guy plays, you'll all fall in love with him when you get to meet him. Like I distinctly remember, because I didn't like the pick. Yeah. I distinctly remember how he was selling it to us. Okay, so, we, so yes, that that's absolutely darnell Wright instead of jalen carter passing on jalen carter man trading trading down a spot because he just thought it wasn't worth it for the premier position in his coach's defense maybe you know a guy who could have gone one overall he wanted no part of it montez sweat instead of chase young 100 percent. right paid more for it but signed him and he's clearly the teammate ship put his arms around the younger pass rushers to teach them the moves efforts bust his ass on every single play whether he gets to the quarterback or not whether his assignment is to defend the run or or just set an edge or whatever his job is to do he busts his ass every play that's montez yeah. oh man and he's got a great tv show that's just a bonus <laughs> that is that is a bonus yeah i don't think it was part of the scouting you guys right. see the episode last night and, i missed it but I'm sure it was great. I'll catch it. I got the season pass on the DVR. Oh, okay. So I won't miss anything. Montez's nephew came home with a D on his report card. Oh, man. Montez was pissed. <laughs> but probably in, like, an encouraging way. And it was, like, like the disappointed. Yeah. No, like, there's a plan of action to fix the D on the report card. Okay, but good. Montez is pissed. And Granny, as we know, was just smoking, <laughs> chain smoking in the corner. Famously. And she's just chaos. Montez, Granny is Granny. chaos. Well, we talked about this. Open a window man. at least. And then he turned to the kid as the episode's ending. He's like... You keep getting D's, you know you're going to be sitting there with Granny smoking cigarettes for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm really happy that Marla Gibbs has like another star turn here towards the end of her career. I De- think it's freaking awesome. Demo speaks. So texters are saying, tell me about Chase Claypool. I A failure. Huge failure that he takes accountability for. And I think directly, directly impacted what he prioritized in the sweat trade. And maybe in the Carter draft. A non-Carter draft. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Cer- cer- certainly possible. For sure but, in but, the sweat trade. But just in terms of like, okay, if, if I'm going to do this again, trade a premium asset for a veteran. I got to I gotta scout and get a, get a person. The, I got to do the personal side of it more. I'm, I know I'm not saying, and, and again, I have said that this is something that I don't love about Ryan Poles because I don't believe that football is a game played by choir boys and you can have uh, some, we'll pull, say, rough around the edges personalities in your locker room, and that's what coaching is for. Like, I hated the idea that the only place that Jalen Carter could go to be successful okay. is, the, is the Philadelphia Eagles. I was like, wait, 
Matt Eberflus is a defensive coach. You're telling me that Dan Campbell's culture mm-hmm. would not have been good enough for for Jalen Carter? Like, I don't believe that stuff in its totality in football. And I'm hoping that what he was doing was this was the foundation. And then as he goes in drafts three, four, and five, he can maybe you can withstand that kind of stuff. You can withstand it hey, a man, little bit easier. T- Tom Brady knew that he could handle Antonio Brown. Bill Belichick eventually knew that he could handle Corey Dillon. Knew that he yeah. could handle and anybody like that. That's that's the hope. That that's the goal. Eventually, is that you believe your foundation is is that strong? I, I got to give you the biggest one to me anyway. That that the biggest way that that Ryan Poles his philosophy reflects what we just listened to. Oh, hold on, hold on. I want to write it down. Yeah, you know what it is. I want to just see. All right, go ahead. It's keeping Matt Eberflus. Flus. You're such a flusite. Uh, no, I'm just more. This guy over here. I'm just saying. more. All I am is more enthusiastic than you. My enthusiasm. My enthusiasm is bigger because this is what Ryan Poles sees that Matty Berflus has helped him build. And every time after the season, we talk to Manley. We talked to Olin. Anytime we talked to Alex Brown, I made sure to ask them about the teamwork, the chemistry, what they see. And Pat especially was like, that's why they're keeping him. That's why they're keeping Because he believes that Matt Eberflus knows how to do this and build this with a team and make it happen. And he believes that is more important than which side of the ball his head coach is smartest about. He just believes that's more important. Yes. And I don't think that – I know you don't like it. I I, I know most people don't. I don't because I I don't believe that we have seen anything to suggest that he is uniquely special in that way like it appears that Dan Campbell is. I don't think we've seen anything from Eberflus that indicates that. And they don't have the quarterback yet. If they had Justin Herbert, if they had Patrick Mahomes, you know Uh what I mean? Well, if if, 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 if they they had had established superstar young quarterback, but – when you're trying to cultivate the environment to best develop them, yeah. and you're about to draft Caleb Williams, I think they've put together an impressive staff, largely on the prospect of we're going to get to coach Caleb Williams. But I think it probably would have been more impressive I'm, if you were hiring for head coach. I'm just telling you, I think that's what Ryan Poles sees and what he values. Because as you pointed it out, man, this is the stuff that he values. He believes his coach is really, really good at building that. And I, I will never forget what Montez Sweat said about Matt Eberflus and the Bears. This is th- four weeks after they got him, December 11th. That Mont- was a good episode. Yeah. Oh, man, it was a great episode. But he said about Eberflus, I feel like this is a really tight group. I see a group of guys that has chemistry, has each other's back, and I really admired that. I'm glad to be a part of that. It wasn't the case where I came from in Washington. It was kind of like you're just waiting on the season to end. Here, it's like every week is a new challenge. People want to play for the man beside him. Yes. That, that's, he values what Montez is, and Montez values what he sees and feels on this team. And like, it's, they've got, they believe they have a good thing going. And now we'll see if they've hired assistants who are good enough to coach the quarterback and make the offense sing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't know about that part. And the vi- like, the vibes thing in football is just it's interesting because we've seen coaches do it in all different ways. Sean Payton has won at the absolute highest level. 
not known as being a great guy. No, but Bill no, Parcells. Great, but you're, you know, you're, you're, Tony change, you're, you're changing Tomlin. what I'm saying. You're changing the message, in my opinion. It's not about the vibes. It's about getting people to play for the man beside him. And Peyton, clearly good at that, maybe by being a jackass and having people play hard in spite of him on some level or bond together. Yeah. And, right, there's different ways to do it. Right. You know? And I guess, my, so I guess, is Eberflus uniquely good at that or all of these guys are capable of that. Well, they, they, you know, obviously some are bad at it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know who you would think of as like the guy that you know. Obviously, there were Mark Tressman stories, right? That that, that that what what is this guy? He, he's lying to us, right? The Manley stories. Yes. I've said we have right. Uh, I covered Todd Haley. He was famously terrible at it. Sure, I'm not saying that they all can do it, um, but I do think they all aspire to it. Coaching is teaching. They all do the leader of men thing. And so in my world, I'd find the offensive guy who could do it other than the defensive guy who can do it. And again, I don't think Eberflus is close to have proven enough that he's a true difference maker in that regard. I I hear you. You know what I mean? He's got, he's, they're not winning at any level since he's been here. Now, part of it's a teardown and a dead cap year and a rebuild. All, and, all of and that. All that I'm, I'm just telling you, I think that is the predominant thing that Poles that likes. Him. That kept him. It's that yeah. Poles believes he is building culture, building a togetherness, and he doesn't want to disrupt that and thinks he could get a good enough offensive coordinator to go with their quarterback and a good enough offensive staff and put it all together that it would mitigate the fact that he's a defensive guy. So hopefully, two things here. Okay. Hopefully, Hold on, let me write, write something down. Well, I'm just saying, if, did we like that yeah. as like a like the 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 reveal of seeing how well we know each other? Yeah. I kind of I kind of like that. It's a quick. It was like what was that game show speaks where um, people did that newlywed game, right? Yeah. It's a newlywed game. Yeah, it's like you put something in a sealed envelope and then uh, you open it up. And you're like, I wrote oh. down in the butt, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Can he say that? Hey uh, man. <laughs> Legendary. Uh, Bob Eubanks didn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> Shane, you should call out the demo right, right here as well. I feel like I don't have to at this point. <laughs> you feel like I know what I'm doing. The lack of reaction should be me calling it out. <laughs> All right. Anybody? I need Bob Eubanks and Marla Gibbs approval and validation on the text line immediately. But first, tell us how old you are and how many digits your social security number is. And if this is your first text. <laughs> and if you had to flip your phone open to send the text, yeah. and if you're starting your text with saying like "Hello," this is uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yes. you sign the text with your name. Yeah, sign this hey, text, Dad. We want our textures to do that. It is helpful. We we like monikers. Do you sign all of your texts with your moniker? <laughs> did, uh, did you sign your Facebook comments? Yeah, that's my favorite. That's a good one. <laughs> when your name's right there on the Do you the still top. use Facebook? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, know. Um, Barely. So he, he will not short shift the deep dive into the stuff bucket and leadership of Caleb Williams. No, man. Like that, right? Like, like that, dude. That, that. If you're paying it forward, you're that, pointing it forward. That, that. Is not a concern. It, it Well, no, yes, but it's also on the table that he's going to find something that freaks him out. Oh, agreed. But I'm saying that it will, he might get it wrong, but there will not be in 2027 a Dan Wiederer 10,000 word piece in the Tribune about the failed process of the scout of the personality of Caleb Williams. 
No. They might have gotten it wrong, as evidenced by the Wanstead Curtisinus story. Sure. Which, honestly, we need to clip so that we can play it like once a month leading up to the draft. I agree. but Because it was long, obviously, because it was a Dave story and it was had a million different layers. But We'll the, play it on Tuesdays when I'm jealous of Morning Wani. You know what I mean? But like the... Um, yeah, yeah, but, but, but we might have that 10,000 word piece might come like, can you believe they didn't talk to Jaden Daniels? I don't agree. I hope it doesn't. I don't agree. I hope they talk to Jaden Daniels. I will be... It's gonna, you know what? That is something to ask a draft expert when we start polls position the Monday after. How many quarterbacks could, in theory, like Caleb is going number one, but if you are moving on from fields but drafting a franchise, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. How many he, should you consider? Does he have to do the full scout on three? Does he have to do the full scout on five? And the full scout, I mean. The full day, the in-person workout for only your team. Because those things get out. You know, it, it it will be interesting if he sees enough on film that, to say, I'm not I'm not doing it for Drake Bay. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible that that happens. And he opens himself up to that criticism. But he says the film and our investigation made it obvious that this was the pick. It's possible that he does that, mm-hmm. and people will be very critical of it. And he will, then, and then we'll judge the results. Um, but it's, I think, I think it's in play that that happens. Yeah, with but, this draft. But I think you're right that he's going to look into all that. Texters getting in. Pete from BG. I'm 48 years old. I have an iPhone. I got the newlywed show reference. Excuse me. Need to go eat so I can take my back pills. Yep, there it is. Yep, that's fine. <laughs> 48. I mean, thanks, Pete. We appreciate out. you. Uh, another guy puts the question. This was the question to Bob Eubanks. Where's the strangest place you ever made Whoopi? That was the question. And then that, that one guy's answer. That's an all-time. <laughs> You're very proud of yourself. <laughs> and you should be. It's Thank a great, you. It's, it's Thanks a, great a lot. Story. Thank you. It's a great story. Good night, everybody. Uh, I should tell you, this segment is sponsored by American Weathermakers. Congratulations on 75 years of service. American Weathermakers Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing was founded by... Bill Hochschild in 1949 and run by his son, Dick, for the past 50 years. American Weathermakers, thanks you for trusting them to keep your home cozy all year round. We have uh, we have a firsthand account of some, uh, some scandalous behavior at the AFC Championship game. Next on The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Parkinson Spiegel. Oh, yeah. Sounds like the law firm you call when you get a parking ticket. <laughs> Afternoons on The Score. First and ten. From the Baltimore 19, shotgun Mahomes, pump and throw to the end zone, handled by Kelsey for the touchdown. A rocket to the right side, and the Chiefs strike first, 19 yards. And it's that combination once again, Mahomes to Kelsey to get on the board first. Kelsey had an amazing game. There was pregame drama with... uh... Mahomes and Justin Tucker and everyone trying to kind of, oh, I mean, paint their picture and like paint them in the positive light, but it was all captured on camera. You know what I mean? Like they lost the Ravens lost the AFC Championship game, and Justin Tucker was being asked questions about his kicking tee getting moved. Yeah, the whole thing had to be ridic- feel ridiculous to them after the game. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it did. Um, but like as that stuff was crossing, like before the game and then even during the game, yeah, it was like. 
that looks like real D-bag activity by the Chiefs. What the hell, man? What are you doing? Dude's just trying to set up and kick was the initial reaction on my end. See, and my thought was, why is his kicking tee on the goal line? He's kicking 10-yard field goals? Yeah, that's a good read. (laughs) I was like, like, "That, that seemed like an odd place to have the equipment. Did you hear him explain it, though? I did. I did. Right. So it's just like this the place he puts the stuff when he's stretching. That's just where the kickers stretch. And I guarantee, what's his name? Butkus or Butker for the Chiefs or whoever but they're, they have they're now on the opposite is on the side. other side on the goal line. Yeah. yeah. Well, they should have kicked more 10 yard field goals in that game, maybe, <laughs> instead of throwing picks in the end zone. <laughs> so that's where he puts his stuff. Yeah. That's just where he puts his stuff. He said he has for 12 years. In, uh, the, in the middle of the field? That's what he said. For 12 years, he's put it there. For 12 years. I know. See, I, I saw that too, but I missed on the front end of his explanation where he said, just a little bit of gamesmanship. <laughs> so he he's kind of admitting that he's doing that to nudge a little bit. I had missed that the first time. But here's the thing. Justin Tucker's a big personality. He's a big name. My favorite reaction of all of the internet stuff was they were like, oh, man, they really riling up Justin Tucker. Maybe he's going to kick a 70-yard field goal. It's like, I don't know. What about the fact that you're riling up Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, like they might have a bigger impact on the game, but here's Kelsey talking about the gamesmanship aspect. And if you get into a matchup with him and this sort of thing, you're going to lose. We'll start it off with pregame. Everybody talked about it. Everybody had videos <laughs> on it. It was all over Twitter. I was at the game. And I love how I'm getting painted me. as the bad guy. Oh, you're definitely getting painted as the bad guy. I had multiple I, people text me I... in the game, middle of the game. Like what's Travis doing? Why is Travis doing it? And I'm like, dude, you guys have no idea. We're going to get to it right now. <laughs> Justin Tucker is uh, warming up, and there's an exchange between you and him. Uh, there was also an exchange between Pat and Justin Tucker before that as well uh, during warm-ups. It wasn't even that. but So we're warming up, and we do our same warm-up every single time on our side of the field. For those of you that don't know what happens in pregames, the Ravens have their side of the field, and the Chiefs have our side of the field. Now, specialists... Because of like the wind factor and yeah, they go to where both you sides are, they get they get a up. chance to kick at, at both field goals and kind of punt from both sides of the field. But it's always if you're if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area, you kind of stay out of their way. You know, you you don't you don't interfere with what they have going on. That is the unwritten rule. That's the unwritten rule. If you want to be a about it you keep your helmet and your football and your <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up and they're yeah. dropping eyes are looking left and they got a, a helmet down by their feet it's actually kind of dangerous really but like if you're not going to pick that up i'll happily move that for you justin came out and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive and i get it i mean he was kind of winking at me like being a about it like trying to get under the skin yeah, he knew what he was doing. I get it, it but it got me, and, me and Pat, we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man. Yeah. And it was, uh, you got to go in there and, and and have the right mind frame, have yeah. the right mindset, and we just weren't in a joking mood. Um, we yep. were ready to get after it. And uh, so, Justin, sorry if we took it to <laughs> a level that you didn't think it'd get to that play, but if you're going to be a <laughs> I promise you, I can, <laughs> I can one-up you every time, dude. Uh, that is some self-awareness. That is amazing. <laughs> I, oh, you want to be a D-word about it? You're getting into a contest in which I'm a specialist. I, 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 I will win that contest every time. I, I disliked Kelsey, and I disliked Mahomes for a little while there, and then Kelsey just won me back. Because if, if that's what it was, 
then yeah, nudge right back. Like if he's putting the stuff right there in the spot, Shane, are, are, are you back or do you still Dude, think? I just went the other. I'm more with Tanny now. What a little baby. <laughs> Travis Kelsey for such a large, tough man. And, you know, I, I can take everything in the media and what he's being exposed to now on the internet alone, being with Taylor Swift, you can't take Justin Tucker putting his helmet and tee down on the goal line, you little baby. He can take it. He, nope. just he obviously want, can't, Danny. He, he, he obviously cannot take it. He, he doesn't go on his, his podcast and talk about it. He, he doesn't want his quarterback to roll his ankle, so he threw it out of the way. Oh, it's dangerous. Oh, you're about to smash your head against other dudes' heads for three hours, and you think the helmet and the tee on the goal line is dangerous? He's warming baby up. baby back bitch. Oh. I don't know, man. Justin Tucker admitting that it's gamesmanship and he's trying to get in their way and disrupt their their flow and disrupt the rhythm means he deserves whatever the hell those guys want Great, to do dude. back. It's a shared field. You want to complain about it more after Justin Tucker very accurately explained what was happening in post game? Should we let's hear should we hear Tucker? Let's hear let's hear Tucker. I thought it was all just some gamesmanship, um, you know, all in good fun, but they seem to be taken a little bit more seriously. Um, and uh, I'm I'm totally willing to let it all go, but um, yeah, I just wanted to explain that that's just, you know, what I've done for 12 years, and it's it's not like I'm out there trying to be problematic. I'm just trying to get ready for the football game just like they are. You didn't say and that's, and that's that's all I really got to say about it. Those are two of the best players that have ever played the game at their respective positions. They're just trying to get ready for the football game. Obviously, it's an intense environment, so um, it's it's really whatever to me, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to get ready for the football game. It's going to shock you guys, but I'm on uh, Kelsey's side here. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to both shock. of them, both Kelsey's. Yeah, what, what, what? Jace, Jason says it's dangerous having that helmet out there. Imagine, <laughs> imagine Olin saying anything on the football field was dangerous to <laughs> anyone other than himself, like being dangerous to the opponent, the, the yeah, nose guard. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's the dangerous one. Yeah, like I, I don't like that from the center. See, I like J- ankle. I like Jason forever. J- Jason has has had my heart. I did too for a long time. <laughs> And, and you You're don't like Jason fickle. now? You're well, it's by association now. You know, <laughs> yeah. dude's taking off his shirt. I saw somebody suggest. Fr- look at me, guy. You know? I, yeah. Well, I f- saw somebody suggest that. I, like that um, I forget who it was. That he should have like an Anthony Bourdain style show where he goes and explores all the different tailgates in football culture and just kind of. He goes and hangs out and well, obviously sees you have what to start with Kansas City. It's the best. So. I, was, I was going to mention it if you didn't. <laughs> Do an impression to yourself. Mike Francesa <laughs> doing that Danny. That's amazing. That's very bad. That's Danny's impression of Francesa's impression of Tanny's impression of Danny. Yeah, there you go. That You're was incredible. Uh, no, I mean, he's going to get hired by Amazon, right? And Kelsey? Jo- and join that Marshawn join the Marshawn Lynch like do the he'll be at the Wiener Circle he'll do the pregame feature he'll sit in for a quarter of they, the broadcast because Al liked him so much they already brought him in during the bye week last year that's what I'm saying yeah and so it feel if that feels like a pretty natural landing spot for him afterwards if Herb Street would seed some real estate you know why um well he's gonna have to seed it to Greg Olson first I know I'm, I'm giving Herb Street's job to everybody. <laughs> True. I think he is too. Yeah, he, might. Oh, he wants to sit next to Al on a Thursday night anymore. I don't know if I would, dude. I don't know if I would. I would sit next to Al. I'll sit next to. Well, I sit I mean, next, to sit Al next to Al Michaels on Thursday night football and talk football and be criticized on the internet for you seven might. figures. Yeah, I would take that. Dude job. probably smells like old milk. Yeah, but he eats a <laughs> he eats a steak at halftime. It's, it's probably oat milk. Though, yeah, it's probably not good point. for your through your pores, dude. Here's here's why here's why I love Jason Kelsey and forever will. Badass baritone saxophone player. 
hardcore band nerd, mm. middle school, high school. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah, you bet. Oh, there's their chemistry right there. That's the, that the was... famous Michael's Herb Street chemistry. <laughs> oh, you're going to make a noise? I, I will also make a noise. But here's Jason Kelsey talking about his, his, his band background. I consider a lot of my growth as a player and a person happened learning the saxophone. Being coached by conductors and teachers, reading sheet music, understanding how to practice by repeating the same things over and over again. How you practice is, is, is how you live. There's not going to be anything more cut and dry. The value of practice and putting in extra time, all of that was taught from music. Jason Kelsey, my guy! Yeah! Yeah? Hmm. All right. Because he plays the saxophone. That's right. Played. And he knows the played value. Played the saxophone. He still does. No, no. He played with the Philadelphia Orchestra. Oh, no. They and had he had that Christmas album, right? Yeah, he sang on yeah, the Christmas right, album, yeah, too. Right, yeah, he and right. Travis are both going to be singing on a Zach Brown band track as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah it's Jason can sing? It's too much. It's getting out of hand. <laughs> we, we, do, we do have another piece of audio that's w- more worthy than Jason Kelsey's saxophone prowess. You know, I, I'm sure you think that, but I'm sure the guys out there who got my newlywed game reference are feeling me on the saxophone. Yeah, our guy Carrington's on the mix with, the, with all this stuff he's right in the thick of it he's get pat gets pat every week you know yeah. we get him every day yeah Carrington gets him once a week during yeah. football season but carrington harrison danny's former partner asked pat about the whole situation we saw justin tucker comment on it yesterday can you explain to us what happened before the game yeah no i mean it's uh it, it became a bigger deal than i think it actually was but at the same time i mean i've had like seven years of, of kind of doing that same warm-up routine and there's only been a i think like three occasions where there's been a kicker that wasn't uh because uh, you usually talk to the guys, there's been a kicker that wasn't necessarily moving out the way, or you kind you weren't kind of sharing the field um, in the right way. And I mean, it was in Baltimore all three times. So um, I, he does that little stuff. I think to try to get under our skin. And I asked him to move his stuff, and he and he got up and moved it. I think two inches, um, but but didn't move it out of the way. And I I, I was gonna kind of let it slide, but Travis kind of got it and moved it for me. And then after that, I wasn't gonna let him put it back down. So it's it's something that we. We move on. I mean, I have a lot of respect for him as a player and as a kicker. Um, one of the best kickers of all time, probably the best kicker of all time. But at the same time, you got to have respect for each team. And we all share the field, and we, we try to do that in a respectful way. How about that? So three times in seven years, and all three times, it's been Justin Tucker. Yeah, Tucker's the petty one here. He's doing the little gamesmanship, and then they're saying no. You know what some people might call Justin Tucker? A baby back bitch. Oh, some people might. They might. It definitely wouldn't be me though. I think I handled that really well. Like yeah. I think I, I handled the PR spin on that pretty well. I'm trying to I'm trying to just make it seem like it, it wasn't it wasn't either Travis's fault, it wasn't Justin's fault, uh-huh. it wasn't my fault. It, it is just part of the game if we're thinking about it. And the football game, as we know, <laughs> is much more important than the war- the warm ups. Okay, and yeah. I think Carrington did a good job asking me that question. Hey, uh, one more question, Pat. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Yeah, see, Carrington asked me that one time, and I didn't. I said, I said, um, I really, I really like just like like milk duds and bunch of crunch. <laughs> and I, I kind of like them together. I kind of like them together, but I, I'll come home for the movie, and if I didn't tell Brittany I was going to a movie, uh-huh. she'd see the milk duds on my teeth. She'd say, Patrick, you go to the movies again. And I'd say, yeah, I did, Brittany. I'm sorry is about that, that. Is that Pat's impression of Brittany? It's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Danny, Pat, Danny, Pat, you got to work on that Brittany a little bit. Danny, well, I, I don't really have a lot of time. I'm, I'm moving Justin Tucker out of the way true. and calming Travis, that gargantuan bitch down. <laughs> Danny, could you do your impression of Francesca's impression, of Shane's impression, of Pat's impression, of Brittany's impression of you? Uh, Shane saw one of the greatest movies ever uh, in the last couple of days. We finally have his review. 
and uh, it's an important movie for this show. And before the show, he said that uh, the ending was meh, and we told him to save it for the air. So Shane's review of one of the greatest movies of all time, next on The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. You guys are making too much noise. Dad's on the air. Please go, Gabriella, please. Please, five Go be on a shot. There you go. Okay, there you go. There you go. Did you just shoo your kids away in a foreign language and then lock the door behind them? Is that what That's just happened? precisely there? what happened, yes. Yeah. Afternoons on The Score. Everybody had their hands out. Everything was for the taking. And now it's all over. And that's the hardest part. Today, everything is different. There's no action. I have to wait around like everyone else. Can't even get decent food. Right after I got here, I ordered some spaghetti with marinara sauce, and I got egg noodles and ketchup. I'm an average nobody. Get to live the rest of my life like a schnook. All right, Shane. You finally saw Goodfellas. Yeah, welcome, I did. Welcome to the party, sir. In uh, two different parts. I watched the first hour and a half on Sunday night, and I finished it off last night, and I, honest to God, have no idea why you guys are so obsessed with this movie, and this is not a bit. I've seen plenty of mob movies at the suggestion of Chris Tannehill, mob. who's always throwing <laughs> bangers my way. And The last few, Casino. I'm on a pretty good run with yeah. movies with Shane, just in general, not just mob movies. Right, but. right. But like Casino, Heat, you told me to watch Copland, those. Copland, I told you to Copland, watch. Copland, really good. I loved those. Goodfellas is just like any other mob movie, <sighs> but without character development, without anyone likable, and nothing different. Also, I didn't even see the heist. Why don't we get to see the heist that they plan out for four or five million dollars? You don't even get to see that. The most exciting part of the movie is the garlic chopping <laughs> or, or the scene where they're walking through the kitchen. No, no, you're right. The, the, yeah. di- the dinner preparation is the most exciting. That is a great scene. They go into the shower and they have that full freezer with the steaks in there and they yeah. throw the live lobster in the freezer. I get why people like it. Funny how it doesn't sound. It like doesn't you did. sound. Okay. Like oh, yeah, it. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. I don't. I don't get it. Forget about the the, the coked out, brilliantly crafted scene with Ray Liotta when he's driving around oh. and he's get, trying to get point A to point B and all oh, that. Right, but but yeah. Tandy, like, th- there's no. We, how about, how about that, one of the greatest part, shots in cinema history when Scorsese goes through the kitchen? That's when you stopped it the other night, right? You're like, oh, yes. I just I just watched that part and I turned it yeah. off. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> where I, turned, so I admire your discipline. That's where I turned it off. But it, 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 if you want to go to the coke scene, there's no resolution to that. Like it, it's it it climaxes when Karen throws away the coke when she thinks you're going to get caught, and then you never yeah. hear about a coke that's, problem again. That's, you just, that's, he's able to just cut it off the that, coke problem. That's life. That's well, no, that, it's literally not. That life. was the end of his life. That was his only means to make money going forward. That was the end of any prospects they had of living whatever life they were accustomed to. That was the only way they were going to do that is with the money they were going to get from selling those drugs that Karen flushed down the toilet. And you said you didn't like the ending. No, right? I, I didn't like the uh, why is why is uh, why is uh, Ray Liotta all of a sudden in, in a courtroom and then he's all just talking to us because he's in the witness <laughs> protection program. But he's not. He's not actually yet. That's not like a depiction of him being in the witness protection program. No, like it's identifying it, those guys fine, but then like all of a sudden he's just the narrator and he's walking off looking is, at the it's camera. Not all of a sudden that he's the narrator. Well, it happened pretty all of Hold a sudden. On. It's the it's the depiction of what he's looking at the rest of his life. He doesn't get to live that enjoyable life, and it's freaking miserable. I thought it was a very unpleasant experience with people who were not in the least hold, bit likable. Hold on. One That's thing about the end, also part of it. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but, but, but what I'm saying is the other mob it doesn't movies, approve of mob activity. 
creativity. It doesn't approve. But here, I got one question for you about the ending. Did you catch the brilliant bit of sound editing, which is designed to make you understand what the reality is there at the end? The sound of the door closing. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's a jail cell. Yeah. That, he, yeah. His but life. His, no, no, no. Hold on. Slow down. That's it. That's it. His life is going to be basically like being in jail because he doesn't get to live mob life anymore. That's the crime. Worse that, than jail because we saw him in jail and it wasn't that bad. He liked it. <laughs> okay. Okay. He liked it. Real life is worse. All right. But, but what you're describing is not a difficult thing for someone to do as a filmmaker. Scorsese did it in Killers of the Flower Moon, too. He had the the end the last well, time. Like twenty five years later. It doesn't matter. It, well, it's a it's a cheap. But it's a it's a pretty. It's a, it's a cheap theme. It, it's like easy to say. All right, the last sound you're going to hear is a jail cell because Ray Liotta's going to. Oh, really? Well, also, I no mean, way, because all the coke and murdering. You got to put any movie in the context of like when it was made, and then all of the movies that copied it and it and influenced it afterwards. Fine. And also, but, like, but it's easy. That it's what I'm saying is that's easy. So you you didn't specifically like breaking the the third wall, even though he was the narrator of the whole movie, and he just kind of brought it together at the I, end. I, I didn't dislike it. I thought it was pointless. But so this is based on real people. Henry Hill is the only one who kept kept the actual name sure. of the person. So it's his story. So it couldn't have ended really any other way, unless you wanted to see a different ending for Henry Hill. Like you know, he opened up a nonprofit organization <laughs> and he stayed in Paul Vario's crew, even though he put everyone in jail. I think I, I think she like, wanted to see him like become the. Mafia Don and perform some really interesting heists. Well, no, but, but that Shane can sit back and he watch because he's got the Irish blood. Yeah. But but I would have rather, even though his mother's from Sicily, I would have rather seen Robert De Niro catch some flack for killing off everybody that knew about the heist, the heist that we didn't even see. That should have been the most exciting it's part the of the movie. Story but we see of Ray Henry Liotta Hill. Yeah. in the yeah. shower, and he hears it on the radio. It's about now, his very life story. Specific details. He's very it happy may have about been the, the heist. biggest heist somewhere between four point and six million. Shut the <laughs> hell up, dude! Show it's, me the damn airport but then, heist. But then not, you don't get that great shot of him in the shower, Jimmy. Yeah, you, know, you can still have it. You can still have Because that call in the it could have came like a phone call after. Hey, we did it. We did it. It's done. Yeah, look, we just saw it. We, I have some texts that we could read. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's interested. So, I mean, I, yeah. Ultimately, though, the heist was just like just stealing a few things. They could have added in there. It would have taken five minutes, but I don't think uh, it would be Six million lesser. dollars. Yeah, but you're just, you're just stealing a few boxes and bags. Okay, and, but that heist <laughs> is what set up the rest of the movie. Like, they didn't have to put a gun to anyone's head in that heist. They the, had the keys, and they had the, the nightman, the commandant, Frenchie. So they, it wasn't they very exciting. They walked in, they took it, the, and they left. The process wasn't very exciting. It, it, I, I don't think it would have made the movie better. Also, the babysitter. No need for the babysitter. So no, and her stupid lucky hat. No, no need for the damn babysitter. Yeah, no I would have gone to Rockaway for the hat either. bad hat. Dude. On Joe Pesci, that's not an interesting character. No, no. I, when he shot Chrissy, Chrissy Moltisante, when he shot him, that was stupid. The Academy disagrees, by the way, yeah. that it wasn't a good performance. Yeah, <laughs> I know he got the best <laughs> supporting actor. I know that. Yeah, no, the only other I did people, my research. The only other people that disagree is like 98% of society. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I'm that's glad, it. I'm glad I'm not a sheep like you, <laughs> you sheeple. So, okay. Yeah. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. a lot. It's a lot. I thought he was coming in here just to say he didn't like the ending. Me too, uh, yeah. I didn't realize he didn't like the movie. I didn't like the whole thing, man. A lot of people think this never... is your worst take. <laughs> Great. Good. Stay tuned. There's going to be more. I don't think they've listened enough. Myself. Probably not. I disagree. I think this is the worst take. <laughs> the movie is not good? I didn't think so. I did, I did okay. not enjoy it. Okay. And a little breaking news for you, for you guys here. Movies and, and film like that, subjective. 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, that's for true. sure. That's but true. I just hope this yeah. isn't a February just making something up. No, <laughs> it's not. It's January first. January. <laughs> when have you ever that's known you know me to, to make up a take just for? Uh, these are all my feelings. Okay. All right. I'm yeah. the most authentic MF on the planet. <laughs> yeah. What you see is what you get, baby. You just cost us the top ten next year. Stay. We didn't, we didn't no, I think we you didn't, did for not stopping me. We didn't, we didn't, that's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Control it. It's just I can't. I can't. I'm going to get back in because I tried to control it. Okay, good job. Thomas Brown. <laughs> I don't even know how we pivot. Uh, it's Parkinson's to speak on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.